0: We're wrapping up the week, the week that the Arizona Cardinals season came to an end. It feels like forever ago, but it ended on Monday night. It's a Friday edition of Locked on Cardinals. We're going to go through a couple of our favorite moments from the 2021 season. I don't think we're going to mention what the hell happened on Monday night. (laughs) The Cardinals had 15 players to their roster and where Steve Keim struggles the most as a general manager in the NFL. It's Bo Brock. It's Alex Glancy. We're talking all about it on Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals. Daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? It's Locked On Cardinals. Bob Brock, Alex Clancy. Thank you so much for making us your first listen, free and available on all platforms, including our new YouTube channel, Nearly at 2K. Subscribe if you haven't done so. Great daily content. I think we're almost... At 200 videos, which is absurd to me, because it, does, it doesn't feel, like, yeah, it doesn't feel like it. But the fact that we were doing pretty much, uh, we were doing a pregame show sometimes, we were doing halftime each and every game, and of course we did postgame reaction shows. It makes sense that we had that many videos up and live on our Locked On Cardinals YouTube channel. Check them out. Um, we, it's divisional round weekend. I, I hope the divisional round because I mean, even if, if you take the card game out of the equation, it, it was a it was a lame wild card weekend. There was there was not a lot of drama. There wasn't a lot of suspense. There wasn't a lot of uh, great games. I think there was two games, Alex, that were decided by a score or less. It was the Bengals game, and it was the uh, the Niners Cowboys game. But other than that, they were blowouts. They were blowouts. There were there was just as many – there were a few more teams with the Cardinals that were kind of scratching their heads and trying to pick up the pieces about what happened last weekend. But the divisional round, it's got to rebound. I, I always feel like this is the best weekend of the NFL season because you've weeded out some of the fraudulent playoff teams, the ones that kind of snuck in, the Steelers, the Eagles. um, omit some team that didn't play very well in their their playoff game but uh they <laughs> but the division around this is where you have you know the best remaining teams pitted up against each other and you can really see some electricity when you turn on the the games this weekend yeah because we saw enough from the blowouts
1: to show you know what these teams are le- legit like i still think it's going to be Tom Brady until it's not. I didn't want to talk about there during the regular season because obviously you hope the Cardinals can go as far as possible. I think it's Tom Brady until it's not. But when you saw what Buffalo did running the ball, like they couldn't define running the ball the last two and a half seasons. They just threw the ball 50 times a game or ran the ball with Josh Allen. If they run the ball with Devin Singletary and they do it effectively, they're definitely going to be in the Super Bowl. Like it's going to be so interesting to see them – Versus, wait, who are they playing again? Kansas B- City. Oh, yeah, the Bills of Kansas City. Yeah, obviously. So they're going to, like, their Super Bowl, in essence, could be this weekend. And then you have the Bengals, like, oh my God, man. Like, I, there's so much, there's so many good young quarterbacks in this league. It just shows that the NFL is in good hands. I'm still, I think you're right. Cause you're right. I think you're right. Cause there's a you good amount of games and yeah. they're all going to be competitive instead of just being
0: two games, you know, next week. I, I think you're right. It's it's interesting when you looked at the the overall playoff picture the 14 teams that that made it, uh the eleven of their coaches were offensive minded. Hmm. Eleven of fourteen coaches. I mean, it, it used to be like the old cliche defense wins championships, and I think last Super Bowl proved that it still remains true. You've got to be able to play on that side of the ball and, and and make enough stops to get the W. But I mean, this this day and age, as far as the NFL goes. It's it's offense. It's offense. It's offense, and it's also quarterback play. And you look at the quarterbacks remaining in the dance. You gotta hope at some point Kyler Murray can shake off the you know whatever happened on Monday night and reach the level of these quarterbacks. So I mean, only really Joe Burrow is the, is the guy that's the, the newcomer to the party, and maybe early ahead of schedule. Um, but uh, it's it's gonna be the best weekend in sports. If you want to gear up for those games, check out all the respective podcasts for the the teams. Playing Saturday and Sunday. Also check out Alex and Tyler Rowland on uh, Thursday's edition of Locked On the Locked On NFL podcast. Great info and insight there from Tyler. Uh, <laughs> so and who was it that tweeted out to you that said stop stop slurping Tom Brady? Yeah. Who was some it? Some ran uh just some random. It's me. It's yeah. not yeah. Bo. It's me. Yeah. There are two Cardinals hosts represented on the Locked On NFL podcast yeah. on different days. So uh, please don't start blaming me for the things that Alex is saying. Um, like he's the greatest
1: damn quarterback ever. All right, we've wasted five minutes. All
0: right. there, there's a couple teams that uh, remain in the dance that the Arizona Cardinals uh, played four times this season. The LA Rams, I'm sorry, five times. The LA Rams <laughs> three times and then, of course, the San Francisco 49ers were uh, games against those teams. One of our favorite moments where there a couple favorite moments from those contests. Let's get into that conversation. The Cardinals did add a couple players just the other day. And uh, where's Steve time kind of Like truly, like what's his worst department as a general manager? And, and it's it's going to be tough to kind of just break it down because <laughs> he struggles in two areas uh, pretty mightily, and then he thrives in one. Is it good enough, you know, for the Cardinals to hang on to the GM who's been in uh, the organization for over twenty years and held the position for uh, for since twenty thirteen? Before we get into the favorite moments, just uh, some from housekeeping here: the Cardinals signed 15 players to their roster for future contracts. Um, nobody like really stand. There, there's one name that stood out to me. Everybody else has like been in and out at the doors of uh, the facility, like a Jace Whitaker, the corner. You had Breon Borders who who played at cornerback a couple. Uh, for a couple snaps, a couple weeks ago, you have Coda uh, Martin, the offensive lineman. But one guy that stood out was Jalen Samuels, who used to be the backup running back for James Conner in Pittsburgh, and he kind of carried the load for a Pittsburgh team. It was pretty decent down the stretch when he was getting some carries. Versatility, can catch the football. I like it. I think it's a, it's a good f- future contract addition if he even makes the squad next year.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, He won a lot of people, a lot of fantasy championships, a handful of years ago because you could play him with the tight end or running back. He Ben Roethlisberger didn't throw past like this, you know, three yards past the line of scrimmage. Then most of them were to Jalen Samuels. He was a PPR just dream. And yeah, I'm surprised he's not rostered. Like I know a lot of this is systemic, you know, it's you know where players play and you know if they can fit in the system, it'll work. But I mean, I feel like he'd be a good addition. Yeah,
0: yeah, some uh, pretty brutal numbers as far as Steve Kim's draft resume we'll get into that as, as I mentioned with his uh just eye popping sad make you feel pain here on a Friday but uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit but bet online we'd like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march through the playoffs and beyond bet online remains your number one spots the best sports wagering action. In 2022, new your new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today, get your 50 percent welcome bonus. That means if you put in 100 bucks, you'll get 50 free dollars to help build your stack throughout the playoffs and up to the big game. Like you could, you could just throw it all on the big game if you want. Just use the promo code Locked On. Football, basketball, hockey, UFC, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Thank you so much for making us your first listen each and every day. Getting the insight, getting the opinions, getting the debate about your favorite team, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, The Locked On Network is going to be represented at Radio Row, which is uh, the week leading up to the big game, to the Super Bowl. And uh, it's just where all sports media, they just convene at one spot, usually one convention center in the city of the Super Bowl host site, and they they talk to the biggest celebrities and athletes in the world, and the Lockdown Network is going to be represented. Our friends over at uh, Peacock and Williamson, they're going to be broadcasting live and getting all the great comprehensive coverage for the big game. It's free and available on all platforms. Check it out. All right, so... We've been pretty negative and I, I don't think uh, if you're if you're if you're realistic, if you're just trying to have a real conversation about what happened to the Arizona Cardinals not only this week but down the stretch uh, you, you couldn't have just kind of spit-shined this turd and been you know anything less than disingenuous if you tried to be positive but I think at this point, you know, there are are moments from this season that should be celebrated. Uh, You can look overall statistically, you can look at steps forward taken by some players, um, and you can look at a bunch of moments, Alex, that I think helped change a narrative that has lingered far too long for this Arizona Cardinals team. They do have a long way to go, but they took a couple baby steps forward. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a...
1: I mean, when it came down to it, it was kind of a greatest hits album when the actual albums themselves weren't great. You know, like so you see so you had a list of things that were definitely things that you can remember fondly, uh, but obviously the result was a big Travis Shem mockery. Um, so I uh, I tweeted this out asking um, asking people what their favorite memories were, and these are some of the responses I got, and they're interesting. So like. Um, one of them, and this was one that I saw a couple times, the Isaiah Simmons goal line stand against Trey Lance, uh, mm-hmm. 17-10, which was huge because the game ended up being a touchdown difference. And then obviously, I think, but one of Bo's favorite memories and one of mine also was it was, in the, it was the first game of the year against Derrick Henry, Isaiah Simmons goal line stop on Derrick Henry, which like looking back at it in week one, it's like, is this the Isaiah Simmons we're going to see this year? Like, is this going to be the beginning of the all-world perennial Pro Bowl? Isaiah Simmons, Um, unfortunately, uh, didn't get all the way there. Uh, The Minnesota game where they were down, and then they ended up taking the lead at halftime on the, I believe it was the Rondell Moore broken play touchdown. Um, And then just a lot of
0: James Conner. A lot of James Conner. I mean to get back to that the Vikings game all the back all the way back in week two as, as they went down, but then they were steadily came back. Uh, what was it twenty to three at one point in that yeah. contest? Was it right? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins absolutely just making burnt toast of of P3, P three petty Patrick Peterson uh, after everything that he had said, um, and then the, yeah the seventy seven yard touchdown to Rondell Moore that that P three uh, on his podcast made sure that he was not blamed for. Um, you know, that, that stands out to me, but, you know, sweeping the San Francisco 49ers, I think that can stand out as, as a, as a good moment for Cardinals fans. Um, uh, that that's a team and a fan base that sometimes can be, um, tough to take sometimes nauseating. and And now, you know, they, they have more fuel for that fire as they, they made their miraculous turnaround, but the Arizona Cardinals were able to get both games from them. I think week four against LA, I mean, as far as kind of. Shocking the world after the Rams coming off dismantling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and riding high, the Arizona Cardinals, two undefeated teams, go into this contest. You know they hadn't beaten McVay ever, and they just they worked them. They worked them. They beat them in every facet in that game, and that probably was my favorite game to watch. And it was there was a ton of great moments in that game that that I'll that I'll take away. Yeah. Um,
1: it, like the Minnesota game was the first game where, and it was very early in the season, um, was like, a, oh man, is it, is this going to be different? Mm-hmm. Cause like those are things, you know, with the Greg Joseph missed at the end, it's just like those things don't happen for the Cardinals and they haven't happened in recent memory. I hate when people say, oh, poor us. It's the Cardinals. <laughs> things don't go right. They haven't drafted well. They've had bad coaches. They've had bad players through the entire year entirety of their existence and obviously that's not necessarily i mean they've had good players but not all at the same time not for a long time um but the thing with that where it's like so they're down 23 as you mentioned they come back everything kyler murray looks electric everything looks great everything Mm -hmm. looks like it's 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 humming and then what happens the cardinals have a chance to run out the clock three and out in under a minute and it gives minnesota the ball back and a 35 yard field goal is missed but it's like at that point, you're like, oh man, this could be special. Then Jacksonville with a pick six with Byron Murphy, everything started to hum, you know, four and oh five and oh six and oh seven oh. And it seemed like even though the Cardinals were 10 and 2, so they went three and two, or they went yeah, they went three and two after starting seven and oh with AJ Green not turning around. That mm. now seems like when the second part of the season started for the Cardinals, and it's not like uh that's the reason why but it seemed like, wait, that's the first time something went wrong. Yeah. And, 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 and just so, many things,
0: so many things went right in that game that had to for them to even have that drive. I mean, the goal line stand that they made against yeah. Aaron Jones and crew and kept them out of the end zone. And then Kyler Murray was just absolutely just marching the team down the field. And it was it was shaping up to be his signature moment.
1: It was third uh, and long from inside the end zone.
0: Yeah. And he and found AJ Green for a long chunk. Yeah. For a huge, huge, uh, huge move in the chains. Big play by by uh Christian Kirk, and then another one by Chase Edmonds, and then they're just knocking on the door. And then that uh head up the butt moment happened, uh, which which pretty much the national audience came away f- with remembering, where I think Cardinals fans remember, like, man, that was almost that was almost it. That was almost Kyler Murray's moment because he was dealing at that point. Uh, I think he was like six for seven on that drive. If you include the pick at the end, which, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, you got to give a lot of the, the, it's on AJ Green, I think, on that, on that play. But, uh, you know, I, that was almost the moment there. But the goal line stand gets forgotten, which was unbelievable. And the, the never say die, you know, response to that from the offense that, that nearly happened uh it, it still, it's still is still there the browns was was shocking because you went into that game without your head coach without a couple key members due to covid uh and they they crushed the browns mm-hmm. on the road early kickoff all the things that people say the cardinals couldn't do they, they they're never going to win early games and they're facing a team in the browns where they thought hey this is probably the contender of the, the these two teams despite what the cardinals record was at that point so it's uh I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean, Colt McCoy coming in. I thought that was that. You know, two of those three games were were pretty fun to watch. Just the backup quarterback deal a little bit for the Cardinals in Kyler Murray's absence. Those those were two really fun games to watch as far as San Francisco at San Francisco and at Seattle, where Colt McCoy, a guy who had nine wins total as a starter, was able to light him up some division rivals. Uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, both on the road. Which is wild. In Dallas again. I mean, who doesn't like beating Dallas?
1: Yeah, especially, oh God, I feel like (laughs) poor Marcus Mosier and and Mr. McCool over there. Yikes. Um, It's like looking back, it's once things change though, they didn't go back. You know, like the the Rams, was it the Rams loss? Did they lose to Detroit? Who did they lose to before Detroit? L.A. They lost the Rams first.
0: Okay. Monday night. So,
1: Oh, that's right. The Monday night game. So after that, that a loss like that, when you're looked at as potentially the best team in football with the rankings and all that stuff. And then that shows the intestinal mental fortitude that a team has to bounce back, even going on the road in an early time slot and playing the worst team in football and losing, not just losing, but losing the way they did. Was it 30 to 12? Like there was, they had no chance in that game at all. Mm -hmm. And that was the worst team in football. Okay, and I know DeAndre Hopkins was out at that point, but you know what? That was the sign where it's like, you know what? Something's amiss. Mm -hmm. Something isn't as good as it looks. And, you know, the Dallas game was nice, but what we talked about and what we've continued to talk about is when things go right, the Cardinals can win because they have enough talent. But when one thing goes wrong, when there's one timely turnover, costly turnover, it's like you just can't come back from that. And that's something that good teams deal with better than
0: bad teams. Yeah, it wasn't even turnovers either. I mean, it it, it wasn't turnovers in the, in the playoff game. I mean, there were costly turnovers once it was. I mean, it was fourteen nothing by the time you know we had the awful pick six, and then it was twenty one nothing. I mean, the, the, it might it might have well been a twenty eight nothing deficit at that point. The way that they're playing, it was just four, three and out, three and out, three and out. So the, they just didn't have a lot of. Uh, resilience. And and that's something that they're going to have to figure out. It, it, it's not anything that you can, you can find in the draft or find in free agency or via trade for the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, a lot of great moments there were. And if, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, put in the chat where your favorite moments were for the Arizona Cardinals in the 2021 season. I know it ended on a sour note, but I think a lot of people have a lot of things that they'll remember fondly from this fall, this season, in 2021 for the Arizona Cardinals. Their their general manager, Steve Keim, he's awful in one specific department. Or could I have just done a full stop there before one specific <laughs> department? <laughs> nice transition. I've just I've just been deep diving some some uh some of his 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 history and his it's follies, just, as it were. It's just, yeah, it's just alarming and it's <laughs> it's concerning. When we think about this offseason, it is, you know, one of the, the most, uh, you know, paramount offseasons of the Kyler Murray era. I mean, as far as what needs to be accomplished and, you know, how many impending free agents they have and the decisions that they need to make because they still have a lot of departments that they need to get better in. So the most alarming and, and the biggest place where general manager Steve Kimes struggles, you probably know what it is. But uh, we'll tell you all more about it and kind of uh, put some more context around it. Next here on Locked on Cardinals, of course, we're going to tell you about the best tasting protein bar. It doesn't struggle anywhere, doesn't struggle in taste, doesn't struggle in nutrition. You get the best of both worlds. And if you got that New Year's resolution to stay in, or stay or get into shape, well, Built Bar is your secret weapon. Because Built Bars, they taste like a candy bar, even better than most candy bars. And they give you all the nutritional benefits that a protein bar would give you. Most protein bars, they're chalky, they're waxy, they sometimes taste like a freaking chemical spill, it's awful, but the Built Bars, they're covered in 100% delicious chocolate, and here's the thing, they're healthy. 130 grams, or 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and uh, 17 grams of muscle-packing protein. Compare that to a candy bar, 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs, tons of empty calories, it's just not worth your time. Get a built bar because it absolutely is. And you could save some cash because we're going to hook you up with a little promo code here. Go to built.com. Use the promo code Lock15. That's locked one five. And you'll get 15% off your order. That's using the promo code Lock15 for 15% off at built.com. Nailed it. There you go. Crushed it. <laughs> Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, locked on Cardinals, last show of the week. But uh, we will assure you we're gonna be here all off season long. Things don't change for us. We're doing shows every weekday monday through friday and we're giving you all the latest news insight and commentary on this arizona cardinals organization this is going to be an absolute the awesome offseason there's going to be a lot of moves made by this organization because they have to they have a ton of guys on expiring contracts so they're going to either have to re-sign those guys or bring in a bunch of new players and uh you know that's always makes for great fodder for us steve Keim, though, just really deep diving his draft resume alex and it it's ugly i i found a couple i found i think the one position group that you can trust steve Keim in drafting and then most of them you can't uh i mean it's just it's just brutal um the position that he's drafted the most is wide receiver he's drafted 10 wide receivers i tweeted this out at bob rack and uh one receiver has had 1000 yards in a season that's it one of 10 I think at this point, I mean, if you're Steve Keim, if you're his scouts, if you're anybody in that Cardinals facility, you have to rethink your strategy, your evaluation of the position, because it's wrong. It's been wrong for a long time, and you're not finding any impact makers. And that was evident on Monday night. It's been evident for far too long. Yeah. You know, um,
1: the unfortunate part is second round, is now the sexy place to draft running backs and wide receivers. There mm-hmm. are so many. Yeah. Like if he would have drafted. Not even DK Metcalf. If he would have drafted Deontay Johnson, you know, somebody like that instead of who was it instead? Was that the Andy Isabella year? No, no, no. I'm missing I'm years. No, no, DK was Deontay Johnson was the yeah. year before. I think I think Deontay Johnson was 20. I can't remember, but there's so many. There's so many wide receivers. There's so much scouting that goes involved to people being drafted, and Steve Keim is just inept. He's inept, and it's that's not harsh. Listen to what my co-host just said. It shows. It's in the numbers. You know, it's not like with Rondell Moore. He knew that Rondell Moore hasn't played a full season since his rookie year where he mm-hmm. broke up, where he shattered all these records. And guess what? Rondell Moore was out over about half the season. And he had yeah. two good games this year. And now I'm going to put some of that on Cliff. I still think, look at what, look at what, um, uh, oh my God. Look at what Campbell did, Devondre Campbell did in Green Bay this year. All pro. Look at what Rashad Breeland did, or um, not, uh, Rasul Douglas did mm-hmm. after leaving. He was a, like a, a utility all pro, wasn't he? So I mean, like- he, he, yeah, there's a couple of different ways to look at it. It's either coaching or it's drafting. We have to start with drafting players. They're going to make impacts at the NFL level, and Steve Kime hasn't done that.
0: I got a big issue with him continually drafting guys that are under six feet. I mean, when you look <laughs> yeah. at the when you look at the thousand yard receivers, when you look at the league leaders in receiving yards, like you have your exceptions. You have your Tyreek Hills. You have from the past. You have you know your Wes Welkers. You have these undersized guys that pop, but they're exceptions to the rule um but usually like cooper cup 62 uh everybody that's making plays in the NFL at the wide receiver position they're winning these physical battles because you know they're usually you know wide receivers usually are bigger than cornerbacks and uh when you look at it like starting from 2013 he took Ryan Swope who never suited up for the Arizona Cardinals he he retired because of concussions John Brown their one successful wide receiver draft maybe second Christian Kirk, I I won't call him a boss, but Brown 5'11", Walt Powell 5'11", J.J. Nelson 5'10", Andy Isabello 5'9", Rondell Moore 5'7", Christian Kirk 5'11". The only guys that they've drafted over six feet tall, Chad Williams in the third round, didn't get invited to combine, complete (laughs) bust in the third round. Uh, Hakeem Butler at 6'5", drafted in the fourth round, injured his rookie season, cut the next season, and then Keyshawn Johnson, who flashed a couple times in some preseason games and early in some regular season games, he was 6'1". They just don't know how to scout the position. They don't know how to draft the position. And, uh, you know, if they don't, if they haven't made any changes recently... Don't draft, don't even don't even waste a pick at this point. Don't even waste a pick. It's like looking at AJ Green in the red zone. Like, don't do it. It's not <laughs> successful. It's a low percentage play. Yeah. Um, it's
1: yeah, and it's interesting. Like the 23rd pick is the perfect place to take a wide receiver in the first round. It's like where you warrant it because you're not top 10, you're not top 15. It's like a lot of it's gonna be done for you. A lot of your decisions are gonna be made for you. Um, the Cardinals have a lot of picks this year. So I wonder if Steve Kime's gonna get weird. Like we'll, we'll see if I mean I don't know if he's gonna have a job, so he will. I mean, he's gonna retire in Arizona Cardinal GM when he's 30, you know, 30 years from now, it seems like. But yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. You're right. The wide receiver thing is super interesting. And you're the I mean, you carry the flag of he has no idea how to how to um gauge offensive line talent or defensive line talent yeah. for that, for that matter. But the wide receiver one is the biggest one. Like, I still with Josh Rosen, I know we got to get out of here soon. With, with Josh Rosen, mm-hmm. I still give him the benefit of the doubt for that pick because nobody thought Josh Rosen was going to be there at 10. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals were able to move up for not that much. They needed a quarterback. It made sense. Some people had Josh Rosen as a number one overall pick in some mock drafts. Like, I give him the benefit of the doubt for that because I don't think that was in the plans. Robert Kimdiche, same thing. He wasn't supposed to be there at 27 or 29. You know, where were they? 31. Or, you know, twenty nine, wherever they drafted that year, he wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be there. Do his on off the field antics. He was supposed to go still in the top twenty five. The fact that he was there, it was the hand forced. Like I don't give him, I give him the benefit of the doubt for those. But everything else is like sweet Jesus, man. Like Elijah so, Mitchell, so, yeah. six round pick, Raheem yeah. Mostert, like these
0: people, like they're everywhere in the NFL. Right. They're everywhere, right. and, and they're on a lot of contending teams, and you know. That, that's w- the one. Place, contending rosters. Is- that's the one position, though. It, position, though, is running back. He's actually had some decent success with running backs. Like he took Andre Ellington in the sixth round in his first draft. He had two decent seasons. And you got to consider that the position, the shelf life isn't very long. He took David Johnson, of course, and then Chase Edmonds. You know Benjamin. I, I'm not going to deem him in success, but you know he's on the roster and all that stuff. So I think, as far as the running back position is concerned, I wouldn't mind him. Getting the running back this year, wide receiver at 23, scares me just because of his history of drafting at the position. We've got a ton of time to do this all offseason long. Thank you so much for uh, for continuing to listen to us after the disaster that was Monday night. This is where you're going to get the the unbiased and real conversation about this team, the Arizona Cardinals, because we're, we're talking about it from a standpoint of we want this team to get better and where they fell short we're going to call him out on that. It's Bo Brock. It's Alex Clancy. Follow along on Twitter at Lockdown Easy Cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at Bob Brack. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. And we will talk to you on Monday. A new episode of Lockdown Cardinals. Uh, we'll figure out if we're going to record a day before. I think we're going to get back on the day of schedule here pretty soon. But we'll let you know if anything changes. Just follow along at Lockdown Easy Cards. Have a great weekend.